and a lively morning. We had all kinds of debates raging this morning. We have the Russian-Ukrainian debate. We have the Chalv Yisrael, Chalv Stam debate, the calendar debate. And uh, we're going to put all the debates aside. We're going to all agree to be friends for the next um, few two, minutes. Two minutes. So we can go through Der Hashem. And then we have permission from our very own Reb Moshe Brill to um, get each other's throats again. Okay, but for the meantime, let's go on over here. We are in Chela Gimel, Perik Bays, Simon Vav. Gimel, Bays, Vav. And we are now about to set our sights finally on understanding what it means to mess around with the names of God. The Ramchal has been building up to this for the last few paragraphs. And he's been telling us that <coughs> although we are down here, we go up there. And since we go up there, there are ways perhaps... Of, uh, we go up there, we parallel all kinds of realms that are up there, and although the part of us that's up there is limited by the part of us that's down here, but there's realms that go up and up and up, and there are ways of interacting with those realms, manipulating those realms, maybe visiting those realms, and tapping into what lies behind the scenes in those realms, and that's what we're going to see right now. And we're going to go, the, the, the few long paragraphs ahead of us, the Ramchal is going to go through the whole concept of... Um, Utilizing names of God, which is also called practical Kabbalah. Okay, we're going to get into practical Kabbalah this morning. Um, and from there, he concludes the paragraph with sorcery and witchcraft. And he's really given, given us all the background now that we can, he can now, like we said, zoom in up close into the details of, uh, of the system. So, It has been clarified. The matter has already been explained. He means previously in the Sefer. The entirety of existence, everything in existence, in a, a generalized and specific level, details and and um, and uh, the main and subcategories, everything that's in existence, the whole gamut of of creation from top to bottom is all constantly being sustained by God himself. Everything in its arrangements, every system within creation, whether it's the upper spiritual agents, lower spiritual agents, whether it's the bottom of the barrel, that's us, physicality. They're only in existence because Hashem is constantly willing them into existence and what that means is let's explain what that means Hashem is constantly willing everything into existence that has a place Gimel Beis Vav what does it mean that Hashem is constantly willing everything into existence we explained this and, and it's important to revisit this there's power in the universe we have power, right? We we all have power. What's the what's the proof that we have power? I could prove that that I have power. I could take this full cup of coffee and walk to someone here at random and spill it all over their head, spread the coffee all over their head. So I have the power to do that. I could decide to do that if I want. Maybe not such a recommendable move, but we could do that. You could go. You could you could. Um, um, Take one of these, grab one of these kids walking by over here, right? And tickle them. And tickle them. I wouldn't recommend that either. You can get in trouble. Nowadays in America, you can't do that. They'll sue you. Put you in jail. 
But uh, we have the power to do any of these things. We have power, and certainly the levels above us have power. Malachim have power. The Kaychas have power. Malachim power the Kaychas. They relay the power from Kaychas to Kaychas. There is power in the universe. Now, all this power is power that is vested in us by God. And as such, that power is limited by the guidelines that God gave us, gave, gave, uh, you know, vested us with. So I could take this cup of coffee and pour it on someone's head. But I can't take this cup of coffee and pour it out and have it land on someone's head who's down the block. I can't do that. It doesn't work. That defies the, the power that Akash Baruch Hu gave me. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. It's not going to work. Um, someone can hit a baseball out of the park, but he can't hit a baseball out of the city. That's not going to work, unless maybe the park is at the edge of the city. But, you know, there's a limit to how far even the strongest of athletes can hit the baseball. We have power, but there's limitations to our power. The celestial beings above us have power, but there are limitations and parameters that parameterize their power. What does it mean that everything in existence is, constant, is it only exists because Hashem is constantly willing it into existence? What that means is an idea that we've mentioned and visited in the past, which is all of our power is really Hashem's power. Hashem is micro-powering everything. We had this in the second section of the Sefer. Remember, everyone remember this catchphrase? We, we, this is the way we presented it when we were in Chelek Beis. We saw this in Chelek Beis. That Hashem doesn't micromanage, but He micro-powers. All power from all levels of creation, top to bottom, is Hashem constantly powering that power. Hashem is the power lines and reserves that personally for Himself that runs through everything. So I do have power. I could take this cup of coffee. I could stand up and I could walk over. I'm not going to walk to Arthur. Maybe I'll go to Rabbi Max. I'll take my coffee and pour it over Rabbi Max's head over there. I, that would be my decision, my Bechir doing that, but it would also be Hashem powering me the whole time. That's I'm, I'm, I'm really channeling the power that Hashem is constantly running through me. And when we see a rainstorm, that is representative of a power, a koyach, a, a, a malach behind the rain, a koyach that's behind the malach that's behind the rain, and it has it's vested with power to generate that rainstorm, all the rain coming down, but that's Hashem's power really powering that power. Hashem is the power lines running through everything constantly. Constantly. So this is the dichotomy here that within which we have to view everything in creation. Everything in creation does have its own power. Koichas, malachim, human beings, shadim, good angels, bad angels. But their power is really being powered by Hashem's power constantly. Which means it's only because Hashem is constantly generating all that power that anything in creation has a power. Hashem would decide right now not to generate any power. Everything would just disappear. And, and blink out of existence in, in a moment. That's what it means that Hashem, that everything that's, that's in existence is only there because it's dependent on Hashem's will. It means Hashem is, is the super generator for everything. And, and only because Hashem constantly is willing to generate that power is anything powered. Hashem's power running through everything. The corollary to that is if I see anything that has power, it's really representative of, ah, Hashem is powering that. So I, I see someone pouring a cup of coffee on someone else's head, oh, that's indicative of Hashem's power, was Hashem's power empowering this person to do that. There's no such thing as me being vested with independent power that now is now outside, independent of Hashem's power. It's always being powered by Hashem's power, being micro-powered and micro, not micromanaged, but micro-powered. Okay? So that's what the Ramchal is saying. And this is going to be very, very, very instrumental for us this morning, this concept of that it's Hashem's power that's running through everything and powering everything. 
who nimtsu misgal el kol nimtsav umashpia bum kivimasha roy lehem lekiyum inyonim. Hashem is present, manifest, and within all aspects of creation and empowering them according to what they need and what, what is given over to them. So the, the power that they receive from Hashem is commensurate to the power that they are supposed to be wielding. There you just said it. It turns out then Hashem is, is his power shows up in all kinds of different shapes and forms based on the the uh, properties of whatever it is in creation that he's powering. According to the the uh, what's going on on the receiving end, the um, the properties of whatever is receiving Hashem's power, what it's supposed to be doing, what it's designated to uh, be playing out in, in creation. And in Hashem delivering power, micropowering, again, everything in creation, that results in all the results that we see in the universe from bottom to top and from top to bottom. It sounds a little repetitive, but he has, he's hammering home, hitting home this point that A, it's Hashem's power within everything, and B, it's not, even though we do see, he's really the reason why he sounds repetitive over here is because he's coming to address an unspoken question, which is, if it's Hashem's power within everything, so why doesn't everything have constant amount of power? Everything in creation should have the highest degree of power, because Hashem has the highest degree of power. Everything should have the highest degree of abilities, because Hashem does. If it's really Hashem's power, micro-powering everything, empowering everything, why is there not one constant power through every source of power in the, in the, in the Brio? So he's saying that the limitation is not from Hashem's end, it is from the receiving end, and, and how this is parametized. This malach is built in a way that it's limited, that it can only make rainstorms. So even though it has Hashem's power within it, which is unlimited, but since the definition of this malach on the receiving end, the klikibul, the receptacle that the power is going through, is, is, is defined by something that creates rainstorms, so it's not going to be able to take that power and suddenly um, make snowstorms, and suddenly make tuna fish. It can't do that because it wasn't, it's not the mouth that makes tuna fish, it's the mouth that makes rainstorms. So there is the infinite power of Hashem within that's powering it, but that power shows up within this agent according to the limitations of that agent. Okay, but that power itself, Be'etzim is Hashem's unlimited power. Um, when that power is now sent forth from Hashem, the ultimate generator, the power source, through all the sources of power, that produces all kinds of results and all kinds of effects as, as it ripples and, and um, unfurls itself through the whole system, the whole system of uh, that are all chained to one another. The malachim at the top receive from Hashem's light, Hashem's lichtekeit, Hashem's iris. That's Hashem's energy. That's Hashem's energy and power. And they receive according to what they're capable of receiving. And they thereby deliver a chance of that power below. Uh, again, it's the unlimited power of God going through them, which is further limited. That unlimited power is limited by what's on the receiving end. That's how it 
will show up and we'll be able to activate them, but it's the unlimited power of Hashem going through limited environments. And it gets sent and relayed and relayed and relayed until it comes all the way down here. Okay, so, so, so that's already idea number one of, of a few ideas that he's going to string together for us. Idea number one is Hashem micropowers everything. So Hashem's unlimited power, infinite power is constantly running through everything, every step of the way from top to bottom. It just shows up, though, according to the parameters, according to the definitions of the Kli Kibble. Here's now given number two. The Ramchal is now going to present us with another very fundamental idea, and he's going to put all these ideas together. V'amna. It happens to be. Ratzi is Baruch Shemai Liyais Nikr B'Shem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw it appropriate to be referred to with a name. To be named. Hashem wants to be referred to by a name. The Ramchal speaking this out is like a revolutionary idea. Hashem wants to have a name that we can refer to him by name. But Amnam implies like, you know, however, like something that's counterintuitive. Something's bothering the Ramchal altogether about the concept of God having a name. Like he feels he needs to explain and justify what God, why God has a name altogether. And we understand where he's coming from. What's bothering the Ramchal? Because he's continuing. He's continuing. Oh, that was three, three cherries in a row. Right? So we'll just hit the jackpot over there. Oh. Yeah, that's right. This is the Shefa coming down. This is the Shefa. The Kesha is coming down over here. All right. Anyway. We didn't know, you guys didn't know that the Rebbe got uh, licensed to open up a casino here. Beth Solomon uh, Casino. Shh, keep it quiet. Keep, keep it quiet. So Actually, don't keep it quiet. What's the problem? Why he does What? What's the problem? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no problems at all. No problems at all. Let's go on. Let's go on. Okay. Um, so, so, so. Um, the Ramchal feels it necessary to explain to us the concept of God's names. And why is that? Because he's following directly off of what he was just talking about, that God powers everything, God micro-powers everything through his unlimited power. God is unlimited. And we know this from early in the Sefer, unlimited, beyond space, beyond time. There's no real way of pinning down God's essence. There's no real way of knowing anything about God's real essence. So if that's the case, God should be unnameable. If he's unknowable, he should be unnameable. A name represents substance, substance in essence, properties. Said differently, a name represents limitation. limitation. Exactly. A name represents limitation. This is who you are, but it's also who you're not. Everything that I'm not naming you is who you're not. Right? So you have a name. Yosef Aryeh captures to a T where Yosef Aryeh is. But all the names that he's not given is who he's not. <coughs> right? So a name is always a Two sides of, of the same coin, who you are and who you're not. God is unknowable, he should be unnameable. God has an essence that can't be pinned down, that can't be captured, can't be fathomed by any human being. It should also be unnameable by any human being. So the Ramchal needs to now explain to us, what does this mean altogether? That God has names. How can God have names? So let's see. Let's see that together. HaKadosh Baruch Hu ne- wants nevertheless to be called by name. And there's a nevertheless because he's answering an unspoken question. The unspoken question is, how on earth can you name the unnameable? So Hashem gives us names to name him with. Now Hashem tells us the names that he wants to be known by. And 
although Hashem is unlimited and can't be limited, although, although Hashem is unable and can't be named, but Hashem, it says, the Ramchal He wants to be called by name. That means part of his rutz and part of his will, his will in going into creation, his will in managing creation, is he willed to interface with creation through specific names, through specific properties. Why is he want to be known by names, even though every name is a limitation? He's doing that for us. So the idea concept, you know, again, this is a, a tricky concept, a little bit difficult concept. Um, the more we get into understanding Hashem, really, the more we get into Derech Hashem, the more we realize how the concept of naming Hashem, the whole idea of names of God is really a difficult concept to pin down. And, and difficult to explain because, again, Hashem is unlimited. Every name is limited. Hashem is unnameable. He cannot be named. He cannot be parameterized. He is beyond parameters, beyond understanding. So we're going to do it, and, and again, this is something that if we don't learn Derech Hashem, we're, we're, we're blissfully ignorant of any of these problems. We have no issues with giving God a name. Who cares? Well, God has a name. This is Hashem's name. I have a name. Hashem has a name. The, the more sophisticated we get, Bar Hashem, the more we really dive into the kishkas of, of Derech Hashem, we, the more we appreciate that it really is a difficult concept, this uh, business of Hashem having a name. And, and, and uh, it begins to, we think about it, it begins to bother us, and that's a sign that, you know, Bar Hashem, we, we are... We are um, Gaining in our knowledge, growing in our appreciation of the sophistication that lies behind the scenes in the universe, and as such, it, it does bother us now how we can give God names. And what the Ramchal is telling us is, is, yeah, the whole notion of a name is really more for our benefit than Hashem's benefit. It does have to indicate and represent certain things, but it's coming from Hashem for us as opposed to Hashem for Hashem. Hashem really, again, is, is, is not nameable. Hashem's essence is beyond names. But Hashem, so to speak, creates certain interfaces, creates different interactions, create, creates different properties, combinations of properties, for us to be able to relate to Hashem in different ways. So I can appeal to this aspect of Hashem's nature. I can daven to this property that Hashem displays himself in. It's all, of course, when Hashem, you know, Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad, all the names of Hashem are really ultimately combined into and found by one Hashem. There is only one Hashem. But Hashem gives me 13 different attributes of mercy. Hashem, Hashem, Kerachim, V'chanun, to, to open up more channels for me for appealing. Hashem shows me something called Midas Adin, so I know how to appeal to Midas Adin and ask Midas Adin. Hashem's divine judgment to maybe spare me from Hashem's judgment, from Hashem's wrath, etc. It's for our benefit. Um, so as opposed to limiting God, to the, to the contrary, it's opening up more channels for the limitations and the limited creations. So that's what Ramchal just said in one line. Um, half a line. Hashem put into this world different ways that he interacts with the world, which are different names, different properties, so that we can call out to God, we can mention God's name, and we can come close to God. Hashem created one name, which is the <coughs> pinnacle of all names, which is the source of all names, which is the the emanating point for all names. It's the Shem HaMeyuchad, the lofty name of God. The name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
that's, that represents this idea that Hashem is beyond everything. And that's Yudke Vavke, the Tetragrammaton, the ineffable name of God. Yud and Hey and then Vav and then Hey, what we call Yudke Vavke, Havaya. The Amar Lav Zeshemi La'olam Hashem said, This is my name forever. And La'olam, is referring to with that is La'olam, this is my name of that, that, that really encompasses all the names and from which all other names emanate. Okay? The unifying name, the grand unifying name, the the name that's above all other names. That's the name that comes the closest to representing the the unnameable aspect of Hakadosh Baruch the fact that Hashem is really beyond the names. So Havaya, if you can have one name that pins down this idea that Hashem is beyond names, that's Havaya. That's Yudkei Vavke. That's why we can't say it. We can't say it because it's the name that represents that Hashem is unnameable. So if you can have a name which is indicating that Hashem is unnameable, that's the name that is ineffable, that you cannot say. That's why we don't say it. And we will say it, and the Beis HaMikdash they did say it, because when we have that insight, that clarity, you see how everything in creation is really coming from Hashem, then you can say it because you don't have discord anymore. You don't have things that are all over the place. You have unity, then you can say that name because you're much closer to realizing that, that everything is Hashem. But when we're in... Uh, a state of Gullus when we're outside the base on Mikdash, when there is and there's chaos all over the place and things are scattered and splintered and we don't see with clarity how everything is coming from Hashem and everything is unified under Hashem and everything is Hashem then we can't say it because again that's a property of Hashem that's beyond our comprehension right now uh, Hashem's essence is beyond our comprehension okay that that is Havaya um so that's the name of Hashem, Yud Kei Vav Kei, the ineffable one, is the source from which all the other names emanate, and it's the, what, what, what captures this idea that Hashem is unnameable. And then after that, we have all the other names, V'amnam. Kavi Kol Pritei Hashpa'asav. So what, what's Pshat with all the other names? Once we have Tzavakais, we have Shakai, we have Kel, we have Adnus, we have Elohim, Kah, all kinds of names. What, what, what do we do with all the other names? Why do we have so many other names? We should have one name that represents Hashem that's unnameable and one name that represents Hashem that's nameable. Does, so, does that to have the other names so you know how he feels? So not quite how he feels, but how he reacts and interacts. Very good. Rats of Nikra B'Shem Hashem That's according to how Hashem deals with the world. Different ways that Hashem deals with the world. Different ways that Hashem interacts with the world. That is that is what um, touches up, defines all the other names. So Hashem has a way of dealing with the world through exactitude, a very exacting way, very precise way. That's Midas Hadin. That's Hashem's Midas It's Elokim. Hashem has a way of dealing with the world through compassion. That's the of That's the name that represents compassion through Chesed. That's the name of Chesed through Malchus. That's the name that represents Malchus. There's different names that represent different ways that Hashem interacts and deals with the world. And that's what each name shows us. So every name has to be a different nature, different aspect of how Hashem deals with, with, with the creation. And above all those names is Yudkei Vavkei. Vihine. Now we take this, we had two givens, now we're going to take it to one third step over here. The first, the two givens that Rancha gave us so far 
is that Hashem's power is micro-powering everything. And the second one is that all of the names of Hashem represent different aspect of, aspects of how Hashem deals with the world, and how Hashem is involved in the world. Hashem further inserted into creation that when his creations mention his name, and by his name we mean his name or any of his names, by pronouncing Hashem's name and mentioning Hashem's name, I'm actually accessing Hashem's energy and Hashem's power. As it is written, Pazik says there um, in Mishpatim, towards the end of Mishpatim, that every place where we mention Hashem's name, Hashem will come and bless us. It's not a consequence. It's, I'm sorry, it's not like a result. It's not even a consequence. It's a reality. Mentioning God's name, the right circumstance, the right person, the right way, is... is um, Putting yourself in that flow of that name is accessing that name, and in the names of Hashem are different powers, different energies, and these powers and energies are also the same power and energy that's running in a in a microwave through every aspect of creation. Ulam Hashem coins the name that I pronounce, that I summon, so to speak, that I access that determines. The power and the energy that comes down to me based on the name that I pronounce, Pirish. Based on the name. If I say this name, this name represents, not just represents, um, captures a particular attribute that Hashem has. Another name captures a different attribute. So based on the name that I pronounce, I am putting myself in a different type of energy flow, in a different type of radiance from Hashem, and that is that exact name that I'm pronouncing. Okay, Rabbi Isai, we're only two-thirds of the way through the paragraph, um, and the Ramchal is going to take this further and further and further. I, we, we already spoke out quite a lot of ideas today. There's a lot of background, a lot of very powerful ideas in talking about the power of God. So we're going to break for today. We're going to allow ourselves to come up for air, for air digest this, and we're going to continue exactly with this tomorrow, and hopefully wrap up this paragraph and uh, take this to the end over here of uh, what it means to access Hashem's names, how you have to do that, and what that manipulation looks like, and how that puts everything together that we saw thus far. So we will stop here, continue tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone should have a blessed and wonderful today. Good day.